0: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite.
1: This is high-level wisdom for new generation leaders. We interview senior-level baby boomers who share their stories, insights, and how-tos for the emerging leadership of millennials. Our mission is to celebrate their accomplishments and aid in preserving their business knowledge. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. This is episode eight. Yes, um, we are fast and furious approaching and today's episode, just like the rest are no short of amazing. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of interviewing and you getting a chance to hear the conversation I've had with the founder and CEO of a company called Green Rope, Lars Hegelson. And let me just tell you, uh, this company has a complete CRM system and, and I'm not kidding. Uh, and, I, and what I want you to understand is I know you you've heard of CRM systems before. But if you're an executive, if you're a leader of a company and you're looking for a CRM tool, this is going to be the episode that is going to open your mind to why you need it and how special this particular company is. So I want to introduce you to Lars and this interview. It is great. This company has grown from uh, 1,500 clients from over 40 countries. They've worked with everyone like Elon Musk, uh, it's the Better Business Bureau, American Marketing Association, and many, many more. So so without further ado i want you to take a listen to my interview with Lars Hegelson the founder and ceo of green rope take a listen i want you to give a warm welcome to lars hegelson how are you lars
2: great great thanks for having me chris
1: absolutely well, well lars listen I've had an opportunity to talk to you prior to this interview, and I was really, really uh, uh, just enamored with you know your perspective and, and not only that, but what your company does green rope. And so what I would like to do is for you to just share really quickly with our audience what is green rope? Um, you know, what does it truly focus on? and then share a little bit about your background and uh, you know, did you start corporate and kind of started your own business? but I tell everybody how you kind of got to where you are today.
2: Yeah, sure. So uh, GreenRock's been around for about 17 years, and I kind of like to think of us as a 17-year-old startup. Um, and the nice thing about that is that we've been able to keep that startup culture around as we've grown. And, you know, when you first start a company and you're not really sure if it's going to go anywhere, and they're like every other entrepreneur, I've, I've had false starts, you know, or I had an idea that I thought was going to work and it didn't go anywhere. Um, but way back in 2000, um, we started a company. Uh, I, had a, I had a business partner at the time. We started a company that was focused on email marketing. And I'd gotten out of the military. I was in the Air Force for four and a half years, and I did some defense contractor work for about a year. And, and I realized that for me to really be happy, I had to be out on my own. And so. And I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs can identify with this, You know, trying to figure out what exactly is the idea that you're going to run with and make your life. And so I started working out of this little apartment. I'd saved a little bit of money, and I, I had a little apartment in uh, San Diego and just started working from there and came up with this idea for an email marketing company. And, and not spam, but making it easy to send out uh, email newsletters. And so way back in the day, I mean, this is 2000, it was um, back then that was that was really new and a lot of people would say you know why would you why would anyone pay you to send emails emails can be sent for free and so we were kind of on the forefront of this concept of using communication and it's not just about email it's about communication it's how do you get effective one to many communication and then once you start to do that how do you measure its impact on the business and so while we started in email marketing, we learned over the years that the real problem, the real challenge that businesses face really is about gathering information from all the different kinds of communication that they do. And, and nowadays, things are more complicated than they were back then. Um, but the idea is is you, know, you do all these different ways to, to promote your business. You're doing marketing. You're doing sales. You've got customer service. You have all these different ways that people are interacting with your brand. And what we found was that while email was a useful way of communicating, the real challenge that businesses have is understanding how all of those different channels work together, gathering that data, and making it work effectively. And when you talk to a small business, usually they've got so much information in different silos that it's very difficult for them to use. And so as we started working with more and more businesses, we realized that the challenge is about helping a business owner or their management understand what's actually happening in their business. And so what we found was what most businesses have happened is a case of, and you may have heard this term before, of uh, inmates running the asylum.
1: Right, right.
2: Where, where you know, you've got, a, you've got a, a person who's really good at email marketing and they know how to use one particular piece of software. Right. You might have a salesperson that, that wants to use their CRM and, you know, and so you get this fragmented data. And what we realized was we had, we had to figure out how to unfragment this data. How do we bring it all together? And so after, after really thinking on it and talking to a bunch of our customers, we realized that it really has to be a system built from the ground up to help businesses understand how to, how to collect and organize this data and also use that so they can effectively communicate outbound as well. And so we, um, so we built Greenrope as a, as a tool that uh, the businesses can use to manage everything they do in their sales, their marketing, and their day-to-day operations. And uh, it was certainly not an easy task. Uh, We started working on this redesign in 2008. And by redesign, I mean like a redesign of the entire system, the whole architecture from the ground up. And back then, social media was relatively new, but we were starting to see the proliferation of a lot of different ways of communication, where you've got social media, you've got live chat, you've got SMS, you've got phone, you've got email, you've got websites, all these different ways that people interact with you. And so we had to come up with a way to unify all of that data together. And figure out, and from a small business perspective, you know, you don't have an army of developers to link all these different components together. Exactly. And so we decided, we decided we would create the platform that had all of that built in. And so we stayed small, and we were able to kind of do the the you know prototypical or stereotypical pivot um, away from email marketing and focusing more on the CRM as the core component. And then building things like email marketing and event management and SMS and phone click-to-call and surveys and project management and email marketing and marketing automation and you know opportunity management and forecasting and all these different things into a single piece of software that a business can use. And what that does is it, is it effectively breaks down those different silos. It makes it easier for a business to say, what's happening in sales? I can see in real time... What kind of data am I gathering? You know, how many how many phone calls are my salespeople making? How much revenue are they generating? What sort of response am I getting from my email marketing, and does that actually generate more revenue for me? Um, you know, how how busy is my customer service team? How well are people rating them? Um, you know, if I have live chat on my website, does that generate leads? And so, understanding all these different aspects of of your business and bringing them all together in one platform. is is difficult if you have different pieces of software. And that's sort of the traditional CRM model that most people are used to thinking of, you know, where you buy an old school CRM platform and those old school platforms were envisioned 40 years ago. And they, they recognize now that they have to bring all those components together, but they don't do it. So you have to figure out how to bring those, the different software data streams together. And that's very hard and very expensive. And so that's why we built our platform from the ground up, to have all this functionality built in. And that's how our customers typically will spend less than a 20th, less than 5% of time and schedule to implement our uh, CRM and marketing automation system um, compared to the, old, the other way of doing things. So that's kind of where we came from and how we've evolved. Um, and fortunately, we've been able to stay small. With 25 people, we can, we can stay focused on our customer. I've never taken any seed funding, which means that um, we don't have to stress about paying back an investor, and that keeps our culture very customer-focused. Um, you know, there are always good and bad aspects to that. We, don't, we can't grow as fast because we haven't had the huge influx of capital, but, uh, but that's okay. We can still remain a good, a good, strong business and grow organically and really focus on providing value to our customers.
1: Now that is awesome. Now there's a couple of things that before we really kind of dive into, uh, your mindset that just really stood out to me. And if, if you can, you can. If you can't, I get it, but I have to ask. So you've worked with some pretty big clients. Um, mm-hmm. one of those being the Better Business Bureau, you know, the American Marketing Association. Uh, but one that stood out to me, I was like, Wow, this is fascinating. You've worked with Elon's Musk uh Hyperloop Program. Now that's not like a small name, and I'm sure that working with um a company as cutting edge as they are was not the easiest task. But could you share a little bit about, you know, how you were able to even help a, a, a future pacing company like what Elon is doing uh, with the Hyperloop program and, and 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 how were you able to bring a solution that f- met their needs?
2: Well, I think it, it comes back to similar culture. When we met with Hyperloop, they are, they're very forward thinking, they're not constrained by doing business the way everybody else does. And we love to work with companies like that because they're not thinking in terms of, I need to do the same software that everyone else uses. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, you never get fired for hiring IBM. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, people always perceive that it's safer to do things that everybody else does. Right. What ends up happening is that in the old school traditional sense of what people think of CRM mm-hmm. they start going down this path that everyone else has gone down and then they realize that they're they're building a monster they're building this this many-headed hydra of different pieces of software that they that now are kind of running off on their own and they have to tie all the pieces back together and you can't do it without a system integrator and spending hundreds or thousands of hours of integration time and when we talked to Hyperloop, they got it because they had they all had experience going down this path of using these traditional older school CRMs. And when we showed them what we could do out of the box, they realized that, that there's a better way of doing things. And, and it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of of running your business. Management has to see that it's more important for people to work together as a team and share information than it is... To let the individual essentially the the inmates run the asylum by having everyone pick their own software and then worry about integration later because that's how you get into trouble and they they got it they understood the value between the two the two solutions and you know we've got many case studies where we've we've been side by side comparing with other more traditional CRMs. And in every case, it's it's literally less than five percent cost and schedule for implementing a more powerful system than they could get with a different with the traditional way of doing things. And that's and that's why I'm really excited to, to talk about this on this particular podcast because it's the forward thinking younger generation that's not that's not shackled by let's do things the same way because that's what everybody else is doing let's think about a different way of running our business a different way of thinking about how we manage our brand how do we how do we run how do we do things every day that we can do differently and when people don't just follow each other they have an idea they have a, they have a they see things differently and i think when working with elon musk and and his team we were able to explain why we do what we do, and, and, and very similar to how I described our business um, earlier in this podcast. But and they and they understood that it does take a revolutionary change in thinking if you're going to create a revolutionary change in the way you know for something like a hyperloop is going to, it's going to revolutionize the way we travel, and and I truly believe that that will be a reality. It may may take 10, 20, 30 years before we see it, but it will change the way we move. And it's the same way with running your business. If you're using software that was thought of and designed 30, 40, 50 years ago, you're not going to change the way your business will change the world. You're still going to be shackled by this old way of thinking. And business now doesn't have to run that way. All the old businesses that have been around for a long time now are all built around a post-World War II organizational structure. And I don't believe that that's the future of how business works, especially the younger generation. They want to work in a flexible environment. They want information quickly. And they don't want to have to go through tons of hoops to get things that they need done. And you just can't do that if you're going to work in an old architecture and an old way of thinking. And that's, and that's really how we were able to to work with them and, and how when companies come on board with us, there's usually some amount of education, but the more open-minded people are, the more they see the value in bringing all these different com- components together and how much how much insight they're going to get when they're using a platform like ours versus trying to piece together all these different other software.
1: Now, now, now Lars... You make complete sense um, in everything that you're saying. I would ask you this question for large corporations, you know, the really big ones who have found success and are still succeeding with the old architecture. In their defense, they may feel like, you know what? We don't really need to change because we found some we're still operating and still meeting our numbers and we're still being able to run at the pace that we want to be able to run without all of those things. What would you say to people who say that with large organizations who are still finding success, even if they're using old architecture?
2: Um, You know, it's it's always possible, you know, if you have enough resources you can always run your business the old way. You know, if, if you're a Fortune 1000 company and you have hundreds of engineers at your disposal and you have the free capital to put towards building, um, you know, integrating these components together, it absolutely is possible. Um, but the problem with that is that the, the companies that are actually that good at doing that really are not, they're not very common, um, and that's because usually they're not in the business of being CRM and marketing automation experts. They're not in the business of doing data integration, so they have to create a special part of their business to do that. And, and I would have, I would venture to say that most businesses are not in that situation, especially if you're small or midsize. You know, if you if you don't have a whole department of IT people that you can dedicate to doing the business analytics and the and the software development and the integration work. If you, don't, if you don't have those people on staff with all the resources and the time that's required to do that development work, then you're gonna have to you'll have to outsource it and pay someone else to do it. And so if you're flush with that much capital then and you want to spend it on that, then then yeah, it's it's possible. But on the flip side of that, there are a lot of companies who are going out of business um, because they're holding on to an old school way of doing things, and so, I mean, you you look at, at what's happening around our country right now in the retail space, and how retail is is dying because they can't compete with a forward thinking company like Amazon, and how these, you know, that just as 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 the world changes, as climate changes, as, I don't mean like physical climate, I mean I mean like the, the market climate changes, people's behavior patterns change, what they're looking for, what drives them to buy from you changes. There's, um, it, it's, it's changing the way you have to interact with customers and leads. And if you don't change with it, it's just a matter of time. You're just, you're just delaying the inevitable end of the business. And so what we want to do is help companies be on the forefront of that change so that they can lead the change and have access to all the information and see what's working and what's not working. What ends up happening with businesses that don't have this data integrated is they make, they make decisions based on incomplete data. So, and even, even some of the more modern software that you might run into that does marketing automation or CRM, they tend to look at just email and website traffic. And they don't take into consideration things like phone call traffic or using SMS or, um, or social data or looking at, um, you know, how are they responding to surveys or if you do things, if you go to events or if you host events, what does event attendance do to drive your business model? So when you're only looking at email web and, and website traffic, those help. That, give you, that gives you a little more insight but it doesn't tell you the whole story. And if you don't see the whole story and you're making strategic decisions based on partial data, there's a good chance you're gonna make the wrong decision. You're gonna invest in the wrong thing. And and that's why we we wanna kind of lead the way so that businesses can use a platform like ours and can think differently about their business to bring all these different streams together and think about what's actually driving my business. What's actually what what are my leads and and customers responding to more than just I have a 30 percent open rate on my email rate on my email newsletter. That's great. It's more about what's actually happening. What's driving someone to, to click the purchase button or to come into my store. Right. So I love
1: that you said you are looking to be leading in that. So let's let's go a couple layers down when you're talking about leading and let's talk about the people, um, because one of the things that I was very interested in when when we had an opportunity to talk prior to this interview was hearing some of your perspective. And so I, I'm interested to 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 just as a starter for this conversation, I'm really interested to understand we know that there is this engagement that is happening in our workforce today, that the two largest groups, Baby Boomers and Millennials, are both working in kind of the same space there. But I'm interested to understand from you, as as long as you've been, whether you were an individual contributor prior to even finding Green Rope, um, and, and since you've been leading this company, when did you start to notice the shift in behaviors, ideas, uh, personnel, whether it was in your industry or just in, in workforce in America, period, but when did you start noticing, wait a minute, people are coming with some really interesting ideas or, you know, did you notice it like in your company when you started hiring younger people? What What was kind of that moment that you went, oh, things are actually changing and we better kind of get with it inside of our company?
2: I think, I think it's been a gradual process. And I know you know there, it, there's a pretty famous um, interview with Simon Sinek that's kind of been going around um, social media of late, and 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 there's been a lot of criticism made of millennials just sort of in in general. Um, and it's funny because it seems like a lot of people in in my generation have kind of and I'm more of a Gen Xer, but have kind of forgotten that we heard a lot of the same things. Um, and and I think the the real the real value that millennials in the younger generation bring to the workforce is, and, and, and to different businesses is, is, is that different way of thinking. Um, and they have grown up with different things, different parts of their lives than we did. I think millennials are very used to getting access to information very quickly they're they're they don't really tolerate a lot of bs between them and wanting to get what they can get because it's because typically things have been very accessible to them and they have certain levels of expectation and so if you if you try to force a millennial to do something the way a baby boomer may have been used to doing things or even the way we were used to doing things, you know, where, you know, and I've I've heard of other people that work in CRM systems where it takes them 20 clicks to get to a contact and find out that contact's phone number. And, you know, a millennial would look at that and just say, and just shake their head and say, why would I do that? Why would I spend 20 clicks to get access to mediocre data? And so they come in with a different perspective. And if they hold to that, then they can affect change in in the in the work environment in their business environment if they have an idea they can they can change it and do the, do their business more efficiently and I think that 's what we need to encourage is that these millennials, even though they 're young and they 're entering the workplace, they have the fresh ideas that are going to drive what happens next and and it doesn 't make any sense to say to call millennials entitled and say, you know, that they're not going to accomplish anything or they're lazy or whatever whatever the modern rhetoric is for that because because they do things differently. Different is not bad. Different is not lazy. Different says, I have a different level of expectation. And if if the younger generation has the opportunity to step up into a leadership role and say, yes, we can change the way we do business, and it's not just about the product or service or the idea that they come up with, but how they execute on it and and ditch the old school way of thinking then they can affect change more efficiently they're not hamstrung by this by this um older way of saying well we have to do it this way because everybody else does it this way and i think that's one of the greatest strengths of the millennial generation is that they are so free thinking and they and they almost categorically are resistant just for doing things the old school way, just simply because it's the old way of doing things. And, right. and I think that's a good thing.
1: That, so I, I'd be interested on the on the opposite side of that. Where do you see that being a hindrance for millennials?
2: Um, it comes down to, you know, whenever whenever people are resistant to change, and I think it's, it, in a lot of ways, it sometimes it's an age thing. I think as people get older, they get more set in their ways. They get more resistant to change. And so the challenge, I think, for millennials is to be able to take their ideas to an older generation and say, this is going to require some change, it's going to require some vision and some dedication to this change, but in the end, it's going to be better for us, and we're going to survive this changing market and come out stronger on the other side. Um, So as as long as they're given the freedom to think differently and the freedom to come up with different ways of doing things, I, I think that that, that can that, that will be a benefit. And so oftentimes when we deal with customers, it's it is the younger people in the company that will come to us and say, we don't want a traditional CRM. We don't want to do things the way everybody else is doing it. We wanna we, we see value in what you've created. So give us the tools so that we can talk to our management about how we can do our job better, how we can help our company, or if it's or if they're a a startup, you know, how how can we effectively manage our business with a few people and not need to build a giant organization around commercializing our idea? And that's why we're able to support 1,500 customers with 25 people because we eat our own dog food. We use our own software to manage our business, and we're able to support all of those customers very well. And I mean, and if you look up GreenRope on on different boards and you know software review sites and stuff, one of the things that you'll see consistently is the quality of customer service. And it's something I'm very proud of because we've built a culture around that, and we're able to do that because we've got efficient tools for providing that customer service. We've got a lot of online help and everything, but then when, if you need help, you can go by phone, live chat, get on a go-to meeting. And all of, that's, all of that's integrated directly with our CRM, so no one has to spend time doing manual data entry. Um, and so by creating efficient systems like that, people can focus on what they're good at, which is talking to other people. And if you, spend, if you talk to people that work in businesses and they're spending a lot of time doing data entry, um, I have a friend who does sales, and, and um, they're actually switching over to use our platform, but they were using a different CRM And he literally spent at least 20 hours every month doing data entry, writing down, had a phone conversation with this person, and manually just going in and and tweaking things and entering things in their CRM that could all be automated. And so by, by reducing the amount of data entry, the number of hours for data entry every month from 20 to somewhere between two or three, he's able to sell more. And that's really, and that's how we change businesses. And it requires forward thinking. It requires leadership to understand why it's important to do this. Um, and so that's, and that's mainly what, what we want to be able to help is millennials or, or, I mean, anyone in an organization it doesn't have to be a millennial, obviously, but anyone that sees the value in running more efficiently with integrated software um, to be able to, to really pull that together for their, for their business and, help them manage a much larger set of clients and leads with fewer people.
1: I know we're pretty far in this conversation already, and this is so awesome that you that you mentioned these things. But I would like for us to just take one quick step back. Let's remind everybody what a CRM is.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) I guess I I assume. Yeah. So a, a customer relationship management system, um, really is the core of what all of your relationships look like between your leads and your clients and your vendors to your business. And in the old school way of doing things, the CRM was built around the salesperson. So the salesperson would say, I have this lead, um, call him Joe, whatever. So I got to call Joe, and um, I got to call him tomorrow, and then there's a reminder that comes up that says, oh, I got to call Joe. And so then they call Joe, they have a conversation, puts notes in the CRM, and says, okay, I'm going to call Joe next, uh, you know, in two weeks. And so it's, it's a contact manager with some time component to it, meaning that you've got the contact data, and then you've got certain things that happen over time. And in the old school way of, things, of doing things, that was, that was kind of what the CRM was. But as times have changed, relationships have gotten more complex. There are more, there's more to it now. The things that we measure are, are much more than just salesperson making a phone call. The things that we measure are things like the email marketing, who's reading and, and clicking on the emails that we send them. The relationship could be built around visiting a webpage, understanding so what happens when someone clicks on a link and they go back to your webpage and they're clicking around your webpage. What pages are they looking at? Are they watching videos? Do they go to your social media sites? Do they fill out forms? Do they request to have a live chat? Do they request a demo? Do they, um, do they have issues with the system and they want to open a support case or a trouble ticket? Um, you know, are, they, are they invited to real, real life events? And what happens if they show up at your trade show booth? And then so the CRM is about now, is about capturing all of that data Centralizing it so that no matter who you are if if it's data that you should have access to, you have access to see all of that data in real time and so the advantages to having a CRM that manages these these relationships where all this data is centralized, you can then do things like lead scoring where if you're a salesperson, you might have maybe a hundred people in your lead in your in your funnel and you're thinking that okay who am I going to call next well you would want to call the people that are most interested so that you're spending your time most efficiently. And how do you know who those people are? Well, you do a scoring system. So you say if this person is reading lots of emails or visiting our webpage or watching our videos, they're filling out surveys, they're doing all these different things, they're they're gathering points. And so if I'm a salesperson and I see someone gathering a bunch of points, those are the people I want to call because they're showing the most interest. And so on a very simple level, lead scoring can really help you... Help your sales team be more effective because you see which relationships are most valuable to you, which are most likely to convert. Wow! So, so, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish that thought. Well, so you can take it another level too, and you can set up automation around this lead scoring. So you could say, if I'm a salesperson, I want to know if someone is suddenly becoming active, and so maybe someone suddenly just had time. And they went, they decide to go to your website and and start watching videos, and then you as a salesperson can see, wow, this person is now on our website. I've seen they've 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 gone to all these different pages. They spent this much time on every page. They've watched these videos, and maybe you don't creep them out by calling them right away, but you call them maybe later that day or the next day, and you know <laughs> sure. what they've been looking at. So you so you can then drive the conversation in the direction that you think that they're you know that they're demonstrating that they're interested in. You don't just call and say hey, uh, it's nice to talk to you. How's everything going? You can say, I know that, hey, it's great talking to you. I'm glad you picked up. Let's talk about this product or service that we sell. And you know they're interested because you've seen what they've been doing. And so that helps arm your salespeople with better conversation, which then makes them better understand the relationship, which makes them more likely to to close and convert those leads.
1: Very interesting. So when we're talking about... The the wisdom that you have over the, the many years of, of working in this space, you mentioned earlier there was an old way of doing CRM. It worked. Uh, many people had gotten successful from it. I, I guess what I'm interested in is have you have you seen any glaring differences in how boomers and millennials respond in in with using CRM tools and or what what you've noticed as far as the way you all track what's happening uh, between those uh, age brackets what what are some things that kind of stand out to you that you notice as far as behavior is concerned whether it's behavior through social media whether it's behavior on on websites through traffic what kind of things have you noticed
2: well, i think I think when you're talking about the internal workings of a business, you know the actual users of the CRM of the marketing tools, the sales tools, the you know the events tools, you're you're finding that the younger somebody is, the less tolerant they are for b s, the less right. that they're willing to say, you know i I got to do this to get this data. i'm not, I'm just not even going to do that. Um, whereas I think someone who's older is used to software being, a little clunkier it's they're used to software cause they've gone through the, they've seen the evolution of software over the last 20 or 30 or 40 years Sure, where it's gone from, you know, those old school DOS screens with the white, you know, CRT to now how everything you've got retina displays and, and really cool interfaces and everything. So, um, you know, whereas the millennial has never gone through the archaic days. Like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid. You know, we used to load programs on cassette tapes, which tells you how old I am. But <laughs> you know, it's a different it's a different way of. You know, people are now are used to saying, "I'm just going to type in the web URL and I'm just going to get what I want." Right. You're know, going to Google and say, "I I I need to I need to get this." And so the younger generation expects that. Whereas I think the older generation. Um, is willing to work a little slower and go through, um, I think, a, a more convoluted um, process. Um, but I think even a, even with them, as time has gone on, and we become a more a, sort of a shorter and shorter attention span kind of a culture, we have to really focus on the user experience, sure, and the customer sure. experience, and that and that comes from both sides. I mean, whether you're using CRM software or marketing software or you're you're selling something, whatever whatever product or service that you're selling, the the focus always has to be on the customer experience. It has to be on making it a pleasurable experience and making it a simple experience. And so the more that you can the more you can focus on that, the more success that you're going to find in this market. It's no longer a market where People really tolerate super complicated or convoluted ways of doing things because so much energy now is being put on the on creating a, a positive, enjoyable, easy customer experience. And so, um, no matter what you do, that has to be part of your thought process of your product, and whether that's how you work internally or how you actually or what it is you're actually selling. For your business, it has to always boil down to something that's easy and and enjoyable for the end user.
1: Absolutely. So how are you as a CEO leveraging the experience of a baby boomer and the technological experience of the millennial inside of your company today?
2: Um, Yeah, it's a good question because so my COO is a baby boomer. Um, and he's although I don't know if he would he would appreciate me saying that I think he's fifty. Think 50
1: <laughs> now is that a chief learning uh, officer?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, COL chief operations officer. Oh, COO, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, so he's and and he comes from he, he worked in the surf industry. He's worked in in a lot of in music, and so he comes from the perspective of managing people. And and I think that as an as an older person i mean he's he 's definitely in touch with with the younger generations and how they think and act and 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 has been a great contributor to the to the culture of of openness i I prefer personally to work in a more flat environment a flat company i don 't i don 't like the idea of lots of hierarchy and and I prefer to have better Communication between the different departments, so that everyone feels like they're working on a team, as opposed to being pigeonholed into a, a small, very specific role. Sure, sure. Um, and so, so, and, and I think that because he has sort of adopted that way of, of thinking, I mean, he's always kind of been that way. He's a, a, an informal person, and I think that really helps with millennials because they prefer to communicate informally. They prefer to be treated with respect and, and not told, no, you only talk to your boss. You don't talk to your boss's boss. And, because I think that's something that, that we always grew up with. You know, I was in the military, and that's definitely that way. You don't, you don't jump your chain of command. And, um, I think when you create a culture like that inside of a company, it really stifles creativity and it doesn 't it it doesn 't open the channel to that free thought to the how do we solve this problem differently kind of um, you know kind of thinking differently about how to run your business and what it is that you sell and and I think having that mix um, if you can if you open the communication like that, it really opens the doors to fresh ideas and um, you know we 've got countless examples of that in our own company where Someone who – even someone who was relatively new said, well, why don't we do this? And everyone kind of looks at each other and says, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. We should do that. And, um, you know, if if we didn't have those open lines of communication, it would just be a a junior person with an idea that no one listened to and and didn't affect any change. And so I think by having um, our culture built around that that open kind of team-based approach – it's really, it's helped. And I mean, and of course, there's always pitfalls with that. I mean, there it takes a lot of trust to work in a team environment like that. You know, it's very easy if you if you do give people a lot of leeway and a lot of trust and you don't micromanage them, there's always that risk that someone's going to take advantage. But I would rather not be cynical. I would rather not have that micromanagement and the, the hey, what are you doing right now kind of attitude and you only talk to your boss, and your boss is going to be checking on on what you did every day. And you know, it's like like being in school with teachers and grading your homework. I, I don't want a company like that. And I venture to say that most millennials don't want to work in an environment like that. Um, Absolutely. I mean, not to say that all do, all do, but I mean, but I would say most would enjoy feeling like they are treated with respect and given the freedom to solve problems. It's more of a This is what I want you to do, not necessarily how I want you to do it.
1: Wasn't that amazing? I know that for me, listening to uh, Lars give his perspective was one thing, but just hearing how uh, CRM world has changed has been something else. So don't go away. Trust me. In two days, as you know, you will have the second part of my interview with Lars, the CEO of Green Rope, which is a complete CRM tool. Until uh, we talk again, take some time. Take a listen to this again. Subscribe on Google Play and iTunes to the show so that you do not miss out on part two of this episode. As usual, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at High Level Wisdom, or you can go to our website, highlevelwisdom.com for more information. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until we talk again, have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. When it comes to business, wouldn't it be great to be able to take your sales, marketing and operations and putting it into one single platform? Well, when it comes to having a complete CRM, Green Rope is your answer. It will help you take command and create demand. Visit www.greenrope.com for more information.